everybody, and welcome to Wake Up and Grow. I first want to wish all the mothers out there a happy belated Mother's Day. That was yesterday. Um, and I want I just want to thank them and let them know that we all love and appreciate you for what you have done, what you're doing in our lives as mothers, and that you do have an influence and an impact on our lives as your kids. So, thanks, and we love you moms. Anyway, the tea of the day is honey lavender. I might have mentioned this prior. I don't know. There's only so many teas that one can try. <laughs> um, although my ultimate goal is to try all of the teas that I possibly can. And I would like to start us out by reading 1 Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 through 2. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. I'm actually going to read verse 3 as well. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. So today's general topic is one that I've covered before. I actually covered the topic of love back closer to Valentine's Day, I believe. And I'm still go I'm going to cover that topic again, but from a different angle. And that different angle is what is our life what would our life be like or why is it important that we have love and what would our life be like if we did not? And again, I think I mentioned in the last episode I did about love back in February or January, um, is that this love I'm talking about isn't a romantic love, but that it's agape love, the love that God showed us. And I'm actually, I want you to take a quick second and just think about whatever the first thought or image or whatever it is that comes to your mind when I say the word love. Pretty certain we can all have very varying or quite varying, let me reword that, quite varying thoughts or images or I guess definitions of love within our minds based off of our experiences and experience. But according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, love is both a noun and a verb. You can love someone, that love that version of love being the verb in action or something. And you can also give or receive love, that love being the noun, a thing to obtain or, like I said, give away. 
And the word love within the English language, and I think most other languages, but because I'm English speaking and that's my first language, I really only know English. But within the English language, love has so many different meanings and uses that over time, I think we have dwindled down its importance its importance, and now use it as a mere word. And we throw it around as a flippant couple of syllables. But this passage in 1 Corinthians is highlighting the necessity of love in our lives, specifically as Christians. And so, why is love so important? Why, as Christians, do we need it to be at the center of our lives? Well, one thing that continuously kind of rolled around in my mind whenever I read this passage of scripture is that we often identify God or Jesus as being the embodiments of love and of having the truest and most pure form of love within their character. So therefore, we are commanded to have God at the center of our lives. And because he is love in our eyes, so too must love be at the center of how we operate daily. And throughout the Bible, we are commanded several times to show love to others. And like it says in John 13, 34 through 35, A new commandment I give to you, to love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So one reason that we are to have love at the center of our lives and to show it to others is because that's how we will be identified as Christians. It won't be the cross, necklaces, or earrings, or whatever memorabilia that we wear that identifies us as Christian. It won't be the tattoos we may or may not have. It won't be the scriptures we spit out. It'll be by how we love people. Actions really do speak louder than words. And just an interesting to add to that just an interesting um psychology fact we as people tend to put our trust more so in how people act versus what they say i've seen so many examples of that within interrogation rooms between the detective and a suspect showing god's love to others is how we will be identified as christians In Matthew 5, 43-45, Jesus also commands that we show this love to our enemies. And he says, You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, I being Jesus, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you 
so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. And then over in chapter 22 of Matthew, verse 39, we are again commanded in love when it says, And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we are commanded to love. And on top of that, we have been shown what love is like. The true form of love. God showed it to us in John 3.16. It literally says, God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Out of his love for his creation, God sent a part of himself, Jesus, to die for this creation, that creation being us. And it was Jesus' love for you and I that kept him on that cross. It's mentioned, I don't remember which gospel, but it is mentioned in one of the gospels during Jesus' crucifixion that he, he had the total ability to have legions of angels come and get him off that cross and then destroy everyone who was against him. He had that authority, and yet he stayed on that cross out of love. I personally believe that we cannot truly and fully understand God without his love in our lives. but And that's both in terms of personal salvation us receiving his love that came through salvation and also in showing that same love towards others because when we show God's love towards others we are then not not placing ourselves within the position of God because that's not a good thing to do but we are then embodying God's heart and his will. And so that's why I think you cannot truly know, intimately know, who God is without showing his love towards others and having that love in you. And so you might be asking, well, Natalie, how do I know if I have God's love in me and am showing it to others? And to that question, I'll point you to Galatians 
through 23. And that talks about the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. I'm a bit of a technical person. I love to dissect and kind of pull apart things that I read. I'm very analytical. And if you look at the specific wording used here, you'll notice that the Bible doesn't say fruits as in plural. It says fruit in the singular. And so there is one fruit of the Holy Spirit. Don't get fruit confused with gifts because there's several different gifts and that's in a different area of um, the New Testament. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the product of the Holy Spirit within our lives, what it produces is love. And that is the love of God. And out of that love, we start showing the things that follow. Peace. Patience. Kindness. Goodness. Faithfulness. Gentleness. Self-control. Those things become a part of us as a result of God's love the fruit of his spirit in our lives. And so to kind of wrap it up, what I'm trying to drill into your head here is that it doesn't matter how many passages of scripture you can memorize and spit back up at people. It doesn't matter if you can understand and know all the mysterious things that God has done that we don't understand quite well or at all. Or if you can prophesy, or if your faith is so strong, if you don't have the love of God within you, none of what I just listed will matter. They become pointless. And so God, being love, love must be at the center of everything you say and do. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. I again want to thank you for listening to Wake Up and Grow and remind you that episodes are released bi-weekly. That's every other Monday. And I encourage you to go give Wake Up and Grow a follow on Instagram at wugpod. That's W-U-G-P-O-D. 
and go find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm Natalie Bittinger, and this has been Wake Up and Grow.